0: This week on The Uncommon Truth, we're taking a look back at the first episode of this season. This episode aired back in May and set the tone for the whole of season three, a season that has been all about discovering what the kingdom of heaven is like, according to the parables of Jesus. So, what are parables? What is their purpose, and why was it Jesus' preferred mode of communication? More importantly, what can they tell us about the kingdom, and how should we respond? Stay tuned to find out.
1: And parables are, in my opinion, there's just very few that are hard to understand. Um, I'm just shocked at how easy they are misunderstood, too. Mm -hmm. So um, That's why I think he talks in parables, is to draw people into seeking, knocking, asking, searching, going after, getting caught surrendering and then opening the door and that's what parables do for me
0: you're listening to the uncommon truth a podcast about christianity the way jesus meant it to be the uncommon truth is a podcast produced by the father's house church of orville california and is available wherever podcasts can be found if you missed an episode or want to share the show with a friend visit uncommonpodcast.com If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please take a second to leave us a review. That helps us climb the charts so more people can find out about Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be. If you want to give us your feedback, you can email the show at uncommontruthpodcast at gmail.com and we'll try to feature your questions and comments in an upcoming episode. Finally, if you're looking to learn more about the Father's House Church, School of Transformation, or Life Recovery Ministries, Visit fathershouseoraville.com. And now let's get into the uncommon truth. Here's what's coming up. Welcome to the uncommon truth season three. Wow. I'm Max. I'm here with Steve Vicky Orsillo, senior pastors of the Father's House Church. And I usually say, as always, but we've had a kind of a stream of Uh guests. We kicked Steve out
2: twice, haven't we? And
1: kicked me to the curb.
0: Yep. And we will next week. No, we're not kicking you next week. We're just adding.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, We're kicking her to the curb.
0: (laughs) Well, maybe she doesn't. You know, sometimes she doesn't feel like she gets a whole lot of time to speak between the two of us. And
2: next week we're gonna have our pastor who married us. And him and I have loads of ammunition about when Steve was 23, 24, 25. Oh so they'll be funny stories. Okay. So Steve Back will sit there. The oh Back to the archives. the archives. He's, he's my.
0: fidgeting already.
2: <laughs> His skin is crawling.
0: Well, we're it's here really on weird. season three, which I mistakenly called season two, season three for about four episodes. Oh boy. But this is the real season real three. Real deal. And we're, we're going to be getting into some stuff uh, about Parables. And uh, as Luke and I, our producer, we were sitting down like, what are we, we going to get Stephen Vicky's opinions on, views on? What haven't we talked about yet? And we started thinking, uh, well, there's lots of parables where, where Jesus says, the kingdom of heaven is like, and if there's anything that we need to really know what something's like, it's probably the kingdom of heaven. That's right? exactly you so, want to know what that is. Yep. So that's what we're going to be covering. That's season three. And um, you've probably seen the promo that we're going to film after this. Uh, all all the listeners have probably seen it we're gonna we're gonna film it after this for about 30 seconds so hopefully it goes well Oh, we are yeah so you guys am i involved yeah okay yeah you guys tell us what you think i
2: wish i would wear my you know anyway put more makeup on or something but anyway go ahead
0: so you guys doing all right what's what's new
2: well, we had the dedication of avi's place a oh, week and a half ago that was amazing wild. yeah that was wild You're wearing the shirt yeah. wearing the shirt avi's place that's our uh, little granddaughter and yeah. what's cool about the dedication and and, and um, re- it's going to be a th- almost a three million dollar um fully inclusive park for kids that are handicapped and not handicapped and you know our granddaughter had leukemia and she couldn't she couldn't play with her sisters mm-hmm. when she was in a wheelchair so um we're gonna make this incredible Disneyland kind of park, and what's cool is that it. Everybody is so excited. Nicole and Louis just did an interview, and the uh, guy, the guy, the DJ said, "Yeah, you know, I've never considered kids with handicaps not being able to play." Yeah, and he goes, "That's a, what a worthwhile." Thing to be a part of so he was very excited and, and it just transcends every um, social strata and every you know uh, political strata um, yep. people can you know everybody has someone they know that is emotionally or physically handicapped there's mm-hmm. somebody you know yeah so it would be so that's what we're working on it's going to be a beautiful place if you want to mm-hmm. see it go to org, okay. or, or like absplace. On um, Facebook,
0: yeah, and there's we need a lot of help with that, right? Oh, we need a lot of help. That's all being fundraised and, and private everything. funding. I know, like maybe we're in competition because I've I've agreed to be one of the groundbreaking oh, you too sponsors. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to drum up a thousand dollars of Where you sponsorship. At? I haven't started yet. Besides, yeah. <laughs> you got your, I guess your, we're your, ahead of you. Our, you our own pledge, Sheree and <laughs> I and our kids, our kids piggy bank. but
2: Your name will always be on the, yeah. on the sign, which would be kind of cool for your kids for generations. Cool. But we
0: all know a lot of the same people, so yeah. I guess you're probably yeah. winning. I actually, but, they're, they're but we are looking for more of those people to yeah. jump in and help. You have to, you have to go right?
1: far. You go back home. Go to your Denver. Yeah. Go to your Winnipeg friends, that's where you go. Oh, they'll be interested for sure. Yeah, that's yeah. where... He, I, was, I was just reading about a, a camp in North Carolina called Victory Junction, maybe. Kyle Petty, the race car driver. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. His grandson died in a race, yep. and he built this camp in memory of his son. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I was reading about that and looking at some of the stuff, you know, and it's nothing like it, but it's a camp. Yeah. And ours is a playground. And it's like, this is the coolest thing. That, oh, my you goodness. Know, his thing is really cool. This thing is really cool, and there's, there's a lot of interest. And I think if you... You know, what's shocking is we can really only talk about two. It's not like well, oh, there's, wow. there's the camps all, all over the United States. Yeah. Well, there are yeah. more than what we just For said, sure. but it's just few and far between. Yeah. yeah. And, and this one
0: would be the only one in Northern California north of Sacramento, right? That's I actually right. think it's the That's whole state right. of California long, that, that would be
2: the... It's a Disneyland for everybody. Yeah, I just thing.
1: don't I just don't know what it is, but we're going to try to make it good for them yeah. mm-hmm. and try to make it so families can come and be comfortable, you know, and it's 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 within a short distance of a town, so mm-hmm. yeah. you know, there's groceries and restaurants and 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 if you bring an RV and you can can you can stay overnight there. Wow. You, there's it's easy yeah. it's easy access to the bring fuel and the Dolphin. dumps, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Micro mini RV. Yeah, anything.
2: I, and we, we, I think we, I think for the you know, I know this we're kind of took a bunny trail, um but the truth is everybody who listens, you know, you can be a part of this and and you know, telling your friends that have handicapped children, you know, planning a trip someday because we'll actually have, um, I believe, three or four little um, uh, overnight houses, right, Steve? Little mm-hmm. houses that they could stay right there, and and I, we're talking like that. These houses are on little little pond, little small pond, and there's streets, and in the center of the um, the little Avies place is a three three level structure, which we believe is the only. Place in the United States said a child in a wheelchair could at least get to the second floor. Mm. We're trying to get him to the third floor, but we know we can get him to the second floor. And uh, you know, for can you imagine? You know, they they just they can't do that. Yeah. And so it's going to be like a little you know little mini just fantasy land for er- not just handicapped kids, but their you know their family too, their friends. Yeah. So it's if you haven't seen it, you know, just place.org and look at the schematic. And we broke ground last week with um, all the dignitaries in Oroville, including the uh, special um, special ed is it special ed um, director of Warville of you mm. county.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah. and uh, the mayor, the city council members. Um, so this is ex- this is really cool. And if you want to give, we would love it. Um, all the information is on abysplace.org. That's right. That's
0: awesome. Yeah, my uh, and av is a v i e. Correct. Yep. S- Correct. A-V's av like Place. a vicky. A-V. That was her nickname. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. And my kids were super pumped to go to this groundbreaking. And, really? And they were just so excited for when the playground was going oh, to arrive. Yeah. yeah. And they didn't quite realize that there wasn't a <laughs> playground yet.
2: <laughs> it just So ground. it was a
0: very emotional day. We should have taken them to the slide and just thrown yes. them down the slide Excitement and then sadness, sadness. But then they were really excited to see the Yeah, your kids cool are
2: under, under six, under five. Yeah. Five and under. Yeah, yep. and, and it's like these kids just what what a heritage, what a legacy for all of them, you know. Even if you know, like your one of your daughters gets twenty five dollars towards the, th- you know, mm-hmm. just feeling like she's part of this. And when it's, I think I honestly feel like this is there's no there's no um, I don't there's no promises, but I the fee- feel like the the excitement behind this I think will be done next year, the end of next year. Uh, I just feel like people are going to get behind this because. Like the the DJ said today, I've never really considered those kids, which Mm -hmm. is so tragic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So this is pretty cool. It is cool. We're excited. Yeah. So that's
0: something we're going to keep you guys posted on as as new things come out and we have new drawings. We'll share them with you because that Mm -hmm. is super cool. I've seen the drawings and I'm a camp guy. I've I've ran summer camps before and I haven't seen anything like it. So. I'm really excited to see what it's like. And it's not going to be uh, – it's going to be a lot of fun for just any kid, Any right? kid, any so, kid, yeah. That's cool. It's a privilege that's, and honor to be a part that's of That's what it. the kingdom of God is there like, There you go. Right?
2: They're like an Aby's place, like a par- picnic and park for it's, uh, kids.
0: Giving, giving of your time, your resources oh, yeah, to make a park for, for kids who wouldn't have a park any other way, right? It's amazing. It's awesome. Yeah. So, so thank you all. So what we're aiming to do with this Season 3, we just came out of Season 2, and that was – Really going into the uncommon truths that you guys founded your church on, yes. right? And they they were life changing for me when I first found out about mm-hmm. them. So if you if you haven't listened to season two, uh, go back and and listen to those. It's it's really cool and it's a really great like uh, I guess groundbreaking mm-hmm. for
2: foundational, right? It's very yeah.
0: foundational. Um, but if you have and you stuck with us all the way through that time, Thank this you. is when we, we get to hear some even more uncommon truths about mm-hmm. what the kingdom of God is like, because we all have these ideas of, of, you know, this is popular culture puts like, oh, it's heaven, it's streets of gold, it's the pearly gates, it's St. Peter, it's mm-hmm. all this. But uh, when we actually think like, well, what does Jesus say the kingdom of God is going to be like? And he, he laid it out there in parables. And so I wanted to get into some of those. And before we get into the parable I wanted to talk about today, I wanted to just, I was kind of wondering, why did Jesus talk in parables? He, he taught people in parables. He taught people in regular, you know, do this and do that. But it seemed more often than not, it was like, let me tell you a story. So why was that?
1: Seekers find, askers receive, wow. knockers have the door open for them. Wow. Everybody's standing around, doesn't get the gold. Lest they become a seeker, asker, and knocker. Hmm. Only those who open the door to their heart to give their life away get to know these secrets. And I think a lot of people fall short of that, and they just they just pick up the pebbles on the outside, or they they pick up the crumbs. They they're not ready to. They don't want to go get Mm -hmm. the feast. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're not wanting to run all the way to the prize or across the finish line kind of thing. And parables are in my opinion there's just very few that are hard to understand Um, I'm just shocked at how easy they are misunderstood too Mm -hmm. so um, that's why I think he talks in parables is to draw people into seeking knocking asking yeah searching going after getting caught surrendering and then opening the door Mm -hmm. and that's what parables do for me they teach me a truth It is unheralded in the book of uh, (laughs) what we just finished. Matthew five in a row. Tell us that all the people who think they're saved are going to be sifted like wheat. And only those who did what he said are going to be kept. Those that didn't fill their lamps, those that didn't uh, feed him when he was hungry, those that didn't keep at work in the father's vineyard. It just goes on and on. Those branches that didn't bear fruit, it's really clear, and there's just no way, there's no way to explain those away. Soft pedal it. So parables just absolutely do two things. They they chill my blood and then excite me to the point where they boil my blood. Mm -hmm. They get me going. They are the impetus for me getting up and going. People say, How do you do what you do? I've read Jesus. I let him teach me instead of me trying to teach him or let somebody else teach me. I, I listened to them, but only in as much as they were speaking for him. Mm-hmm. And I let him teach me and he teaches in parables yeah. and I went after it. I said, I got, I don't understand. Show me, tell me the first will be last. And the last will be first. How confusing is that? Like what? I kept thinking, okay, then I'll go slow so I win. But then aren't I trying to win? So then I lose. But then if I lose, I win. I don't get it. What do I do? (laughs) I'm so confused. Lord, help me. And if you seek him and surrender and you say, Lord, I'm desperate to know the truth. His voice, his small voice will tell you the truth. It happens for me every single time. Mm -hmm. And, And that's why he speaks in parables. Because those who seek, find. Those who ask, receive. Those who knock, the door gets opened.
2: I want to just, uh, so the first shall be last and last shall be first. I think we've all have really struggled with yeah. what that means. And uh, probably about 20 years ago, the Lord, you know, spoke to Steve and said, the truth is we all finish together arm in arm there is no first there is no last if you're a believer you're not a captain or general you don't go across the line as a captain or general you go across the line next to the person who's a private who's it just began mm-hmm. yesterday or as a person who has been walking for 75 years we all get the same price and i was like oh i get that am i saying that right
1: absolutely just yeah, that it was 45 years ago
2: well, I think it feels like 20 because we've yeah. been married so long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> is that a fact check? Is that 45 that
2: <laughs> or? Uh, I, I
1: remember right where I was when he told me. I remember the crowd I was in. We were talking on. The, they were teaching on this scripture. Was it before we got married? Oh yeah, I was in oh, the body gosh. at Jim Shaman, Jim and Mayor Shaman's house in uh, Carmichael, California, at this group. The group I was talking about backpacking yeah. with, you know, that mm-hmm. group. We was sitting on beanbags bags and worshiping, and all of a sudden, before in the morning or three in the morning, we've been worshiping. It was just a spirit-filled room of people, and. So Someone would teach one, and this guy was teaching on this, and I just was so confused. And I asked the Lord, and He told me, and I shared it. And and it was just like the whole place went, Yeah, Yeah. I
2: don't think He ever told me for 20, uh, 25 years. Oh, it could be, yeah. So I I I could be a secret from you. I think we're both right. I seriously, I seriously doubt that. that All right, well, we
1: digress. We bunny trailed over to the old body. No, I'm fact checking. That's good. Fact checking, baby.
0: <laughs> so th- Luke didn't do it.
2: I Luke had didn't even to. look up.
0: Yeah. Well, we, uh, yeah, Luke's given up the fact checking. It's just too much <laughs> Luke's work. Luke's just I totally
2: given up with the uncommon <laughs> truth. Why? Because
1: we say too many unfacts. Is that what he's saying, or is <laughs> that what you're trying to say, Max? Um, oh my goodness, know, Max. No I'm not sure. What are we talking? What are we saying, Max? Yeah. All right.
0: So the parable I wanted to start with is actually two parables. Yeah. And I, I wanted to ask because they're. I thought, well, we'll start with two little ones and see how we do, right?
2: Yeah. Maybe Vicky could jump in with the two little ones. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> Are there little ones? <laughs> well, ahead. I mean, there. There's only, I think it's only three verses in these two parables combined. It's in Matthew 13, and there's a bunch of parables together in Matthew 13. Ah, but kingdom of heaven.
1: Yeah, like and, and they all start with treasured. this,
0: and I'll just read them because it's only three verses. Um, and I just I touched my phone and it moved, so it's. It's the parable of the hidden treasure and the parable of the pearl of great value. And so it just it just goes like this. And uh, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and covered up. Then in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Yeah. And then the next one is, again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls, who on finding one pearl of great value, went and sold all that he had and bought it. Wow. And... When you like those three verses is really easy to skip over, right? Three yeah, verses they're substantial. You, you might just you might just miss it. Mm-hmm. And um and if I just can't get away from it feels like there's some something big in those three verses that if I were to skip over it or if I weren't to understand all of it, I'd be missing something. So yeah, I wanted to see what what you guys thought. You think? were you just like so, just so you know.
1: the you know th- he tends to list parables that are that explain a story, and mm. a lot of times it's a, like I told before in Luke, in Matthew five parables in a row that just hammer us on those who are found doing these things will be justified, and those found not doing it, and in every one of them they're punished. Some of them it's called tortures, ripped to pieces, just horrible things. Mm. And I don't know why, you know, I don't know how you can ignore those. But in this one, again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant, again, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure. That's all you really need to get context. Whereas you, I read I read a comment, as soon as you said it, a com, I, I was punching it in here, and a commentator came up that said the kingdom of heaven was the pearl. It says right here, again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking pearls. Mm. Mm. Right. And it's like here's the context: the the kingdom of heaven is looking for you, like a merchant is looking for fine pearls. And he's willing to sell. He went and sold everything he had and bought it. He's willing to give everything up to buy you. So I'm the pearl. Yeah. You're the pearl. Yeah. He's the merchant. Sometimes look like in the in the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field. So what's the kingdom of heaven? The treasure hidden in the field. It says it. It's like, it's English, easy. And a man found hid again and for joy over it, he goes and sells everything. everything. Now the man decides that the kingdom of heaven is worth so much, he gives up everything. He doesn't fit it into his life. He doesn't make it, try to make it bless aspects of his life. He doesn't try to hide parts of his life. Everything means everything. Everything all, all means everything. All. And it's just crazy what we have done with with the with the idea of Christianity. The kingdom of heaven is su- is supposed to be what we live in right here. We're supposed to be in the kingdom of heaven. And the kingdom of heaven is coming
2: hmm.
1: and the kingdom of heaven is where we're going. Come on. And all three are just like the Trinity, the Father, Son, Holy Jesus. Spirit. Hey. They're just like an ice cube that is solid liquid and and vapor at the same time as it, as steam is, you know, boiling it. And it's just like all the different examples of three in one that we have in this world. The kingdom of heaven is in me right here and I'm going toward and I'm going to in my one day destination. Already not yet. Yeah. yeah, It's always. And so the kingdom of heaven is like a buried treasure. When a man sees it, He says, this is so great. He gets so overjoyed at the greatness of it that he gives up everything. Not 10%, not Sundays, not an idea or a statement of belief, but everything. He's totally transformed. If you read down, there's more parables. There's one about dragnet catching fish. There's one about a lady putting leaven in the flour. And it says, until the entire lump is leavened. And it's the kingdom of heaven is like leaven that a woman puts in flour until it changes everything. Now, okay, so I see the kingdom of heaven and I'm not totally changed. But if I'll put it in me, if I'll let that kingdom of heaven be in me, the idea, the the purpose of that is to completely change me. And so when these, these parables are spoken, it says the kingdom of heaven is like, or maybe compared to, or maybe looked at as. A treasure, a fine a merchant. Leaven. Pearl. You know, the kingdom of heaven is like a dragnet. It's out there trying to catch everyone. It 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 offers itself to everyone. And some of them will be good fish, and some of them won't be. Everyone gets a chance at the kingdom of heaven. So to backtrack this list of parables. Kingdom of heaven is like a treasure that when you find it, you got to give up everything to possess it. It's expected that you give up everything. Everything includes everything. My wife, my kids, they go behind it. The most important thing in my life is the kingdom of heaven. The best thing for my children and my wife is me putting the kingdom of heaven first in my life. The kingdom of heaven is looking for me. He's like a fine merchant, a merchant looking for me as a fine pearl. And it, the kingdom of heaven, they will give up everything to possess me. I've got to be possessed. I've got to be owned. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And it's like a dragnet. Everybody hears it. Everybody's swept up in it. Everybody gets to know that the truth is here, that you can have it. And then the kingdom of heaven is like, you know, full of all kinds of people, but certain ones get kept and others get thrown out because they won't be bought. They won't sell everything. And they won't be leavened. They won't let themselves be changed until everything is changed.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I hope that clarified Yeah, that. It's, it's
0: super interesting because, like, these stories, I, when I think of parables, it's hard to forget them, right? They, like, definitely stick in your mind. Mm-hmm. And it's something you can keep going back to, like, you know, it, it wouldn't be hard if I was trying to remember, like, writing down the things after Jesus' death, if I was with him trying to write down what he said Remember what he said about the pearls? Remember what he said about the merchant, you know, the treasure in the field? It's a lot easier than trying to jot down, like, a teaching or, like, some advice, right? right.
2: So. I really like the way he—I've had a hard time, in, you know, before, you know, just with parables a little bit, these especially, those those ones in a row. And when we—Steve taught them, they were taught it in, like, a one—like, one framing of— minds kind of like this is what Jesus was saying and he's telling you all the aspects and then the way he just delineated you know what what the kingdom is who we are who's you know because I I get a little confused by oh who's what where where you Mm -hmm. know and I like I like the beginning where he talked about you know you know seeking and finding and it's a verb it's 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 not just you to get saved and that's it's done and we talk we harp on this a lot it's but it's an active working out your salvation with fear and trembling it's going and selling everything to possess the land mm-hmm. and the, the good news of Jesus Christ and it's it's I think it's uh, I think it was Tony Kim that said we've just Americanized the gospel yeah to be have security and money and you know not to say you can't have money it's like is everything in play mm-hmm. for Jesus if he asked you for the money what would you do If he asked you for your car what would you do you got a brand new car you know it's always like I don't want anybody to drive this car I want to drive so yeah. I like I like it that that it's an active seeking what what'd you say? Seeking
1: seekers find, seekers askers find. receive, and knockers have the yeah, door open Yeah, that's amazing. To yeah, that's why he spoke in parables.
2: Yeah, because you, then he made him kind of dig for it a bit. You know, you, you just got to keep working out your Boys salvation with after. fear and troubling.
1: The worst ones, the next one with the dragnet, You oh, know, they throw I know. the bad ones out. I know. And the good one, and the bad ones. It's, it starts. It starts the thing. Here, what is this? Where is it? So the bad ones. Thrown into the furnace of fire. Whoa. In that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Wow. It's like that That chills my blood.
2: Me too. I'd I want don't to want that. to be
1: the bad one no, thrown I'm out. Not. And it says it's based on those, the good fish into containers, the bad, so it will be cast into, where is it? Was found. Good fish into containers, the bad they threw away, so it will be the end of the age.
2: It's really difficult to, to even read those words because because uh, we've, we've so um, homogenized it.
1: So it's, what's the good fish? I mean, yeah, what's the bad fish? fish? Yeah. So, but the kingdom of heaven has already dragnetted you. But then find out your bad fish, just like the goats and the sheep, just like the, the, um, the bridesmaids with the oil, mm-hmm. just like the branches with the fruit. This one will be taken care of and nurtured. This one will be cut off and thrown into fire. And, and in the dragnet, the same thing. The kingdom of heaven is like a dragnet wow. it catches everybody. Everybody gets to, to be presented the kingdom in front of them. And they those that are in the net will be gone through. And I, I don't know how you miss that. It's just, it's just parable after parable after parable. Mm. But only those who seek the answer will find it. Only those that say, I want to know, will right. get the, the knock on the door. Tell me. Tell me. I want to know. And I've had it a hundred times. Scriptures be revealed to me that I've never heard a human being say this is what this means. Mm-hmm. And i just shocked by it. So sometimes yeah. people say, well, I've never heard anyone say what you said. And I go, well, I, I would like to take credit for it, but I just only thing I can take credit for is I just stopped and said, well, I'm confused, what's this mean? Yeah. And the Lord spoke, and I, oh, this is what this means. Mm-hmm. And that's where I get most of my stuff is from the Holy Spirit telling me what the Scripture means because – I'm a seeker. I'm an asker. I'm a knocker. I'm a chaser. I'm an. Af- I'm after him. Uh, he says, anyone that would come after me. Well, I'm after him.
2: And also, also the uh, non-confusing message of reading Jesus in context. Yeah, it's the most important That's thing. Just to stop and read Jesus. Just read mm-hmm. Jesus.
0: What yeah, because it's it's not like the things he's saying he doesn't say elsewhere.
2: No.
0: Um And aren't yes. backed up later by the people who knew him best, right. right? It's it's you tap into once you read the gospels in context. Correct. You tap into this theme of. Well, of course he's he's seeking fine pearls. Yeah. Of course, he when he finds the pearl that he wants, he's willing to give everything, mm-hmm. sell everything to possess that pearl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And of course, it's it's expected of me that I would, if I find that treasure, if I find that truth, that I would sell everything or everything would be required of me for Jesus to obtain it. Right mm-hmm. for the kingdom. The thing I yeah. found interesting in that that first parable was that that for the joy, the joy of having that treasure he sold everything yeah right and like i'm it it's took just a lot so coming wonderful. here f- from so where wonderful. i came from yeah. and there was a l- lot of times of joy of yeah. explaining to my friends and family what we were doing there's also lots of times of like really yeah not, i'm not quite sure i'm jo- overjoyed yeah and and still every you know every day is a walk mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. um but he says, you know, when you know the kingdom, that the cost is—it's a joy to pay the cost. Yeah. And
2: I think—I think for me, I've been a Christian forty-two years, and I just have joy. I mean, the truth should set you free. You should know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. That's Jesus, and that is actually really good. Is that you know the joy? You know, because of joy, they bought it. But I think you retain the joy when you find when you find the, the hidden treasure of Jesus and what He's done for you and who He is in your life. You just become joyful happy you know um, even in the midst of great sour great pain your your feet are planted firmly on the rock of jesus christ and when the wind comes and when this st- when the storms come when the wind comes you can have joy through it you know you could joy comes in the morning whatever yeah. you want to say so that, that's really cool that that joy that's joy is part of it is that when you, you you know you you have joy when you buy it you have joy because of it and so, so that's really
0: cool. Are we doing well as as Christianity in the West with that? Like, are we? Where are we at? If, if this parable is a test of whether we are really, really joyously giving everything to possess the kingdom of God, Are we, you know, give us a percentage grade here. Yeah. So <laughs> here's That'd
1: what here's what I can say because that's a dangerous question to right. answer. I always set you guys up. I those. really I really am not qualified to answer can that for them. That? I'm only really qualified to answer that we at the Father's house are putting a great deal of effort into knowing the truth, and the greatest truth I've been taught is how one of the greatest truths I've been taught, not one of, is how to read the Bible, and the Holy Spirit showed me that, and that by itself has cleared up most everything in my life. Every confusion I have about the Bible has been cleared up by that one teaching, Mm -hmm. and
0: which is read the read the words of Jesus yeah. right well it's In it's context. a little
1: more con- no, it's a little more complicated than that but you need to read the whole thing so you have to know what you're reading like you just mentioned the mm-hmm. the apostles the the disciples who wrote letters in it just the illumination of they walked with Jesus and they said these things, and we should listen to their interpretation of what he said because to, today people are interpreting what <laughs> Jesus said so many oh, different man. ways. Well, what, how did the apostles interpret them? And so when you read them, each group, the epistles one way, acts one way, um, gospels one way, and then the whole Old Testament another way, when you see it as the communication what I as a 21st century Christian I'm supposed to look at the and uh, all the questions become answered and all the confusion goes away Jesus being Jesus teaching being what's going to judge me he says my words will judge you in John 12 and um, and he says it in so many different ways heaven and earth will pass away but my words will never pass away anyone who hears these words of mine and acts upon them is standing on a rock and anyone who doesn't, reads them and doesn't act upon them, is like on sand, and your house is going to fall, and you're gonna, it's going to crash. And so even those are parables. Yeah. But the most important thing for me is that what I'm teaching and the people around me, when they follow the Bible the way I'm telling them God says to follow the Bible, not the beliefs, but the way in which to search it, mm-hmm. what matters to me is that we're all coming out with the same beliefs, because I challenge people all the time, go read it, and if you think something different than I teach, come and sit with me. We'll, we'll wrestle it out. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Tell me why you believe what you believe. But what happens at the Father's house, inadvertently, all the time, and it's constant, is people who disagree with me begin to read the Bible in a certain way and end up agreeing with me. It does teach this. This is what it says. This is the truth. And so... Um, The, the, the long answer, the, the, the bottom line to the long answer I'm giving is does this system, when people do that, bear the fruit of the Holy spirit in their life? We just talked about joy. What is joy? Is joy affected by circumstances? It is temporarily affected like a rubber band being pulled out back, but it can't be pulled back very far. Even our granddaughter dying of course we wept and cried and forgot our joy, but it don't, but, what was shocking was how quickly our joy came back on our faces and in our life where we would then hold our sorrow in private. Our sorrow began to be less often expressed and the joy became the, the, the meat sitting on the table. It's like you come to our house, you're going to see the joy and you're going to worry about the sorrow. But if you bring it up, okay, our sorrow will peek head out, but it's the one that's hidden and our joy is, 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 you know, there and everybody's, how do you get through your house burning down with so much joy? Well, it's not. I don't. I get through life with the fruit of the Holy Spirit because I believe the Bible a certain way. And I inter- and then in turn, the parables are revealed to me. And then I apply them and they work. I apply mm-hmm. what he said, not what we say, That's not right. what Christianity says, not what the world says. And so how are we doing? I think at the Father's house, the fruit of the Holy Spirit is so Evident in that every catastrophe we have with a fallen brother, sister, uh, a, a, a death among us of the most important people you could imagine. We have our sorrow for a moment, but joy comes in the morning mm-hmm. and we see, and Joy never left. It just was overshadowed by the, the visitation of sorrow. And then by tomorrow, maybe the next day, you hardly can find our sorrow. You only see our joy. And in certain moments, the sorrow peaks through, not the, not 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 taking over. That's good. And so, is our way of living right? Well, I think that's that's only one fruit. That's one of a hundred we could talk about today that proves that what we're doing works. We have a Christianity that works. We don't we don't have sexual immorality among us hardly ever, and it's not. You die if you do. We hate you if you do. But it is for the joy of the Lord. It's for I want to be obedient. I want my actions to say I love him more than my words. And so it's just like this is what the Bible teaches. Your actions say you love him more than your words. And how you read the parables, how you interpret them, is based on an overall reading of the Bible that puts you in a position to teach this. And then what's the fruit of it? How does your life work out? And here at the Father's house, I can say we're doing stupendously well. Is Western Christianity doing that? I'm just not qualified to judge that. Each man is going to stand before the white throne, the judgment seat of Christ, is what it's called, and give an answer for it. And I don't know. I don't. I can't answer that question.
2: I think um, I just want to clarify what you said about um, uh, sexual immorality of a fallen brother. Yeah, it would. It, we. It, 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 you, you, I think he just said we love them, and that's true. But you know what? There is there is consequences to their actions, oh, and sure. there's repentance, and, oh, yeah. and uh, but but, it, but, a, but but a it pastor hardly, will never it, be a pastor again once well, they're sexually immoral at the father's house. But it
1: hardly ever happens. Correct. So, right. Yeah. So that's it's, right. It's just we don't have the and we are on the watchtower, and we How'd don't tolerate Jesus it. We do what Paul says. Mm-hmm. We do not have that in our Midst. leadership group, mm-hmm. and we and we do it out of love not heavy-handed condemnation we don't do it out of condemnation we do it out of love for one another that's right that protect you from falling because your self-hate your self-shame and incrimination and your and your just loss of what you had in the spirit is so big that really what we're looking at is does are are we getting a good grade you know the question is about Christianity as a whole, but are we getting a good grade?
0: I
2: think every person has to look at that, don't you? Yeah, yeah. You just, and I you think study we show yourself approved.
0: So yeah. if we're we're I'm, looking at that parable. It's have I have I given up everything to possess the kingdom right. of God? Uh, is, I your, think is your different. mind and your
2: heart ready? Is your mind and your heart ready to if if you know the the world system just falls and you have nothing? Are you gonna are you gonna make it? You know are you gonna blame God? You know it's it's, it's like. Having everything in play, including your family, under the throne of God, mm-hmm. it um it, it's a heart check, and it's 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 what Jesus says. Did I So talk about
1: talk about you know you've given up everything, and you think you're doing great, and then all of a sudden you find out you you're possessed, you you're pose- you're, you know, you got you got any stories about that?
2: Um, well, for us, um, for you know, we we thought we were there, and and I think he's he's alluding to when um, on January first. When um, he was gonna, we were gonna lose.
1: Twelve years ago or something. Yeah,
2: we were gonna lose all these houses. We had a lot of houses, and
1: we lost
0: fortunes <laughs> and, in and, the crash um, of the economy. And he
2: told me we're gonna lose everything. And I, you know, I, we I've always allowed him to to be in charge of the the construction because that's that's his forte and, and everything like that. And um, so um, he told me we're gonna lose everything, and I just was I was really mad at him. I was really, I was angry and um. I remember it was December thirty first and I remember waking up on January first saying, you know, this year is gonna suck. <laughs> I mean, I mean I mean I was i w I've never felt my blood pressure. I don't usually suffer from blood pressure, but that day I could actually feel the mm-hmm. pulsing. And the Lord spoke to me <clears throat> in a very sweet way and he said, So when he was making a lot of money, did you question his motives or what his decisions? <laughs> or did you just spend it? You know, and I'm like, Well, guilty i you know uh and then he said so why are you so angry right now and to so, see everything wasn't in play
1: mm-hmm. my
2: hope was in in houses and money and cars and prestige and that moment you know it really was a very um, much a waterloo for me and then when the house were down that again was i think i actually passed that test but i failed horribly when you know when this was happening, and and from that moment 12 years ago, I really felt, you know, I've come a long way. Everything you always have to go back though, because it's like if you if you're like everything everybody can really identify is like you you make so much money and you depend on that money every week, and then all of a sudden it's gone. Or mm-hmm. you i ask you to live on faith. You're like I just don't think I can do it. I don't I don't have the faith to believe. Mm-hmm. And then so you got to go back and and you know kind of the Holy Spirit has to kind of recycle you and um, so. But I, but it really is a heart check, and it's you think you can do it, and then it and it, then it just circumstances impose themselves on you, and you really are like holy cannoli. It's it's hard. Is, it, is that what you're talking about?
1: Yeah. So okay. for me, you know, it's it's you're sitting in sackcloth and ashes, and I yeah, mean it really was. We it was. It was a loss of eight and a half million dollars. Yeah, weird. And uh, it was so the debt the debt we were left with was like astronomical. Everything underwater. Everything you know and. Um, what do you do? This is when you find out if you have given everything. Mm-hmm. If you have sought the treasure, if you have allowed the merchant to buy you. Yeah, that's good. Do you, are you owned by him? Do you possess the treasure of the kingdom of heaven? And are you the good fish? Or are you just one of the fish in the net that needs to be thrown out so that the, the catch can be good? All right, what are you? You know, Are you the leaven? Are you let the leaven Uh, change you and and it's the test is on and you sit in the sackcloth and ashes and you truly wait for God to do something and then you remember it's the asking the seeking Seeking. and the knocking Mm -hmm. that makes the truth work in your life and you go after him okay I was going crazy fast willing to do everything when i had a real estate office and a huge construction company and a church that was growing and doing all kinds of ministries and i had four kids actively in sports and i was and i I, I had five acres and i had this i was going crazy after him and i was so it all crashes and falls in a pile i am not and i'm sitting there Mm -hmm. why am i not going after him now why Mm -hmm. i mean Okay, so I have less. St- I, so I was always had a new truck, you know. And after that crash, I was driving a really old Colorado, you mm-hmm. know, Chevy Colorado that I had bought for an employee at one point, and It was still stuck in my. It was the only piece left in my company, and I drove this Colorado for a couple of years. Oh, right, air conditioning. Broke, yeah, mm-hmm. and it was like, what a difference! Then I ended up in a car, in a sedan. And that really killed weird. me. Who right am in I? A
0: construction company. Yeah. yeah. It was weird. Who
1: am I without a truck? I have had Everybody, a truck every day of my adult life. What am I doing? Identity well, who, crisis. Honestly, who am I? And the question had to be answered uh, that I am an asker seeker. I'm a, I'm a, I am after him, I am a man who hears him. And acts upon it and in this truck or that truck shouldn't I be doing the same thing (laughs) in this house or that house living under a tree shouldn't I do the same thing yeah who am I to cry about what I've lost I certainly have not suffered to the point of what he suffered for me I haven't paid the price for my treasure that he paid for his pearl Mm. and so um I'm really, I really woke up and just started going. It doesn't matter. You can call me a failure. You can do whatever. But here I I have a, I have a calling. I have a relationship with God. He still loves the lost and I'm supposed to go after him. And really, I think those are the the best part about those situations is you find out who you are. Do you sit in sackcloth and ashes, curse God and die? Or do you say, (laughs) I've been tested. It's not up to him whether I come out as gold. He's testing me. I'm going to come out as gold because I'm going to go be gold. I'm going to go buy my treasure, give my life for the trade for my treasure. I'm going to my treasure is going to bring me such joy for the possessing of it. He's going I'm going to let him buy me and let him own me and be his temple. And man, we walked out of that situation. We We, were so shocked. How do you make such incredible stuff out of mush, man? We were deep in the hole and we walked out and went, man, we didn't lose anything. We got rid of it.
2: And the thing is, is that we look back 13 years later and our faith grew from that day. Oh, my gosh. Because we know he hears our cry. I mean, I I used to be able to believe for like $50, you know, that he would, you know, I'd, I'd get it. And now I can believe for, you know, A.B.'s part, place for $3 million. I know it's yeah. going to happen. You know, around here, I think everything you see, you know, you, you've been an eyewitness. You have the privilege and honor, too, of being part of it. It's just like we say we're going to do it, and it gets done, and Jesus just backs our debt, uh, our, you know, backs us. And, and it just that, that moment of really coming to the cross and just knowing I, I am just pitiful, poor, blind, and I need to seek the kingdom. So, That's great. Yeah.
0: I think that's a, a great place, and I was I was struck with what you were saying. Um, he gave his whole life just for one yeah. pearl, yeah. right? And we give our lives, and we get a whole bunch of treasure, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't it doesn't seem very fair yeah, on, good. on his part, but yeah, um, yeah, as a gut it's punch amazing. wasn't I think yeah.
2: I think Luke actually audibly gasped. Me too. It's yeah. like that's really true. It's like we just we just are so we're so selfish,
0: <laughs> so. right? We got Luke's uh, gonna throw something in. I don't
2: think we can hear how you though. How should that revelation that he gave everything for you change the way
0: you live? Yeah, so how should that change that he would give everything to possess us? How should that change how we live?
2: Well that's exactly what we're talking about, right? You give everything to to possess a kingdom. You it's
0: reciprocal. Yeah, you you, and you know, and, and
2: we don't do that. I mean I mean we don't always I mean we don't do that, but, you know, we're trying, we're on the path. We're you know, we we're trying to put everything in play, but it really is a working out your salvation every day with fear and trembling and going forward with Jesus and listening to the Holy Spirit. I think my husband has an answer because it looks like it's on the tip of his tongue. Go.
1: The most important thing you have to know and believe in the foundation of your Christianity is that you are owed nothing. That's good. You deserve nothing. You owe everything Everything. and you get to be part of his kingdom and and work for him. Say it again. You are owed nothing. You deserve nothing. You owe him everything and you get to work in his kingdom. You get to live in and breathe in his kingdom, the kingdom of heaven in you Mm -hmm. and have that joy that's set before you. And you are the joy set before him that he gave everything to own you as a fine pearl and you gave everything to possess the Mm -hmm, kingdom of heaven. And that's the number one thing you can do to answer that. You know what you said that, that you can do. To have this right mind amongst you. Yeah, that's good. That is, if you don't have that, you need to start saying that until your brain is finally morphed into believing it. Yeah, that's good. I'm owed nothing. I deserve nothing. He gives it, you know, a little side note, a little bunny trail. He gives us everything, yeah. even though we're not owed. He, I'm owed nothing. I deserve nothing. I owe him everything for what he's done for me and that's really it doesn't matter then I mean, it's so much easier to engage in a christianity that works that brings you joy in tough times and in, in tragedy peace. you know peace. you know
2: and i think i think i know we're kind of going along but um i think even if you make a million dollars a year you need to really adapt that you know i'm owed nothing i deserve nothing mm-hmm. and i get to you know he lets me work for him i get to work for jesus i'm not sure i said it quite right but um you know or you're living on faith you know mm-hmm. and you have n- not much it's still all his it seems like the more you make the more you have the more you f- feel better about yourself and that's what i was really faced with when i had to look in the mirror and say who am i without eight and a half million dollars of real estate you know i liked the high life i liked you know and to go from there to faith it was a long journey across a lonely bridge to get over to faith because we didn't need faith we just Mm -hmm. had our mighty right arm and it's really important no matter where you are no matter what you work at no matter how smart you are you need to adapt what steve just said it'll change it'll change your life everything
1: about how you respond to these parables will change change if you can really let those words change you
2: if you really believe it you start really believing he owes you nothing Mm -hmm. you don't have to tell him what you need or what you what he needs to do for you that's just arrogant so there you go
0: well, that's a good place to stop, and I'm really glad I didn't foresee us going to that point. Yeah. yeah. But I think it makes a lot of sense that that's where we ended. That that uh, he owes us nothing. And, and We're we always get shocked to, at what Steve says, aren't we? Oh man, yeah, it's man good. that's good. That's why touch. it's called the uncommon truth. Yeah. Steve's we weird. couldn't. I mean, we've missed you those two episodes.
2: You weren't here. We
0: did. Oh, oh it was so sad. really? Glad you're back.
2: He'll be back again. Me next too. Week.
1: I'm yeah. glad to be back. I yeah. love. I love talking about Jesus and the truth.
2: It's just so part of you. That's what's so cool. Yeah. It just comes out every pore of your body. And I
0: didn't tell I didn't tell Steve and Vicky we were talking about this no. subject. He never preps us. He so. gets to the table, so there yeah, we go. Just, hey,
1: yeah, we're, us three are here, and so is he. That's right. And he knows this stuff. You don't have to prep us. He you're doesn't gonna, need prepping. You're not going to count And, and if Luke. I let him speak through me, then I don't need prepping either. It's awesome.
2: I count there's four here because Luke. Yeah, Luke's
0: here too. not at too, this table. Okay, you're right, Luke. Thank Even you guys so much for your time. Thanks for listening. If you uh, want to figure out how to be a part of AV's Place, it's Yep, right? And I'll put that in the description. Thank you. That'd too. be great. Let's yeah. do that. Let's do that. Let's and, do And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Have Good. a great week in Pastor Jesus. You. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to The Uncommon Truth. Thank you so much for making us a part of your podcast routine. We really hope you enjoyed our conversation today and would love to get your feedback. You can tell us what you think about today's show at UncommonTruthPodcast at gmail.com. You can also get in touch to ask questions for Steve and Vicki or suggest a subject you'd like to hear covered. Either way, we'd love to feature your comments on an upcoming episode. If you're new to the show or just haven't done so yet, please take a moment to leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. That helps push the show up the charts so more people can find us. If you know someone who would enjoy the types of conversations that happen on The Uncommon Truth, click share on the podcast app of your choice, or send them to uncommonpodcast.com. Until next time, have a great week, and keep running after Christianity the way Jesus meant to be.